Welcome to the Marketing for Greatness podcast, where professionals and entrepreneurs from all around the world come to learn expert level marketing and sales secrets. We believe in the power of knowledge. We give you what you love to receive when you're craving for great content. Real, clear, and specific actionable items with inspiration to take action. Here's your host, Jessica, and this podcast is going to teach you everything you need so you can activate your greatness. Hello, everybody. Me again. Um, and I'm so excited. Like I told you before, um, I am committed with share with you more things um, that are going to add value to your life because it's based on the things that I wish that I had access to. And, you know, some of these things that I'm sharing with you are not new for sure. I'm not creating any of these theories, but it, it, takes that sometimes, you know, it's, it's my, in my opinion, sometimes you have heard something before, but there's going to be one time when you hear it, that you kind of like click with that information. Okay. So, um, that's why I'm like, well, you know, they will find value. Even if you have heard this information before, maybe now it's when you need it. And maybe now you can digest that information. I feel like that's, that's the value there. Buenos dias, Yaritza. Good morning, David. Woohoo! It's amazing to see you guys here. Share, share this because I, I just want to share with you today. Um, the, the problematic on the weight loss journey. Um, in fact, in my book, there are several parts that I am explaining the journey and reflecting around that journey. Okay. To give you the long story short, I um, had only been in my entire life. Um, I have only been in my, um, we can say, you know, best shape ever only once in my life. And that was the period between 2010, 11 and 12. So for about three years out of the almost 43 years that I have lived in this planet, um, I achieved the best shape ever. Okay. I could not sustain it because of several reasons. Number one, um, looking back, the way that I lost my weight, it was not sustainable, okay? I was, you know, uh, just eating shakes and four things. You know, it was either shakes two times a day, um, protein protein powder, you know, tuna um, or one egg or two eggs or white eggs. Um, I really didn't know what to eat. And I was just really afraid that every time I would eat something different, I would just step on the scale, the huge struggle with the scale, right? You step on the scale and you're like, I gained two pounds and the only thing I did differently was just to have the brown rice. You know, that's just the kind of body I have. You know, I am not one of those lucky ladies that they just eat McDonald's, they eat fast food, and then they don't just, you know, gain a pound. Um, I'm not like that. <laughs> I know some of my friends that they just eat everything, um, but I, I am not that lucky. Okay. So I have always been very, very conscious about what I eat. But regardless, I had never achieved that healthy lifestyle that you can just sustain forever. So I'm clueless when it comes to that. Um, I'm kind of late to the party. And, you know, I wish that I was more advanced um, at this 
season in my life, but I'm not, I'm not. And I think that's important to recognize that yes, we can be successful in some areas in our lives, but we are not here to achieve perfection ever, right? So there's there's going to be a struggle, you know, in our life. And I'm just talking about this weight loss, you know, journey as part of my struggles, being completely vulnerable with you. Maybe you have achieved that self-control and you have the full willpower around what you eat and you're really, really a master. But I'm sure that there are other areas in your life. I find, you know, that my clients, uh, they struggle with productivity or they struggle with relationships or they struggle with, um, you know, keeping things, you know, organized. Whatever it is uh, that it is a struggle that you have, I think this, this message is applicable. Again, we are not looking in life any perfection. We're just looking for progress. And I think it's important, especially on the weight loss, um, it is important to recognize where we started. In my case, um, I have, again, always been overweight, always, always. I was in kindergarten and I think by kindergarten, I was probably like 80 pounds, okay? I remember that by second grade, I was 100 pounds. I was a big kid, okay? Um, The first time I uh, put myself on a diet, I was in middle school. Uh, I bought the abdominizer. I asked my grandmother to buy it, uh, calling this 800 number. And uh, those offers, you know, who remembers that abdominizer? By the way, in my book, I'm actually including a picture of the abdominizer. Um, if, if you remember the abdominizer, then I know your age then. Remember that it was like a share. Um, and then you just put it in the floor and you could just hold and you rock. And that was the way for you to do abs. Um, well, that's that's the, my first recollection of being tired of being overweight. Um, to give myself credit, um, I was raised mostly by my my grandmother, who believed that kids needed to be chubby to be healthy. That was the way for her to show me that she loved me and she was taking care of me. So Ita, and she's still alive and I love her to death, but, you know, I would come from school, okay? And my treat was Twinkies, (laughs) Sarah Lee pound cakes, uh, pancakes as well. Yes. You know, after school, I would eat pancakes. Uh, she will make that for me. So pretty much everything that has sugar and syrup and syrup over the sugar. Okay. That's, that's the way that grandmas, you know, did you have a grandma like that, <laughs> that, you know, raise you with a lot of sugar love, that was my sugar love. So I got sugar love and my brain registered the sugar love with love. So my addiction to sugar started very, very early. Um, I actually have never been hypnotized for this, but I am very sure that I can do some hypnosis because I can feel there are patterns I have when it comes to food that are going back to that time. Okay. So that's one. Okay. So I I needed to kind of realize, wow, to give myself credit, um, I was raised by my grandma who taught me into the sugar love. So of course, I mean, you know, middle uh, school and I want to lose the weight. And I remember it was the very first time that I said, I want to have fat burning pills. 
Okay. Now listen to these guys. This is me at age 12. Age 12, I took my mom to, I think we went to Walmart um, or any other store, but I re- I think it was Walmart. I'm very, very sure it was Walmart um, at the very beginning when they opened the store. Um, and then I, I just had her buying fat burning pills. Um, why my mom bought me fat burning pills? Well, there's another thing I need to tell you. Um, my mom was never happy with having a chubby girl. Um, my mom had always been athletic to this day. If you see her, she just, she's in shape. She's one of these people that I tell you, you know, I, I didn't get that from her, but she's one of these people that she can eat everything on the planet and she will not gain weight. Okay. Um, so my mom always, always would make comments about my weight to this day. She still does it and she doesn't even realize it. Like, you know, when they came (laughs) to visit, sometimes she will do things like buy me, uh, clothes like Sykes 16 or 18. And I'm like, mom, why did you get that? And she's like, well, I don't know. I can, I see like, you know, you're just getting big. And I think this is a good size. I mean, don't worry. It runs really, really small. Mom, you're freaking insulting me, right? I mean, come on, guys. <laughs> you know, when you're trying to lose the weight, last thing you want to see is clothes that are, you know, to a size that you don't want to be right. So that's, that's my mom. So anyway, um, she bought the pills for me. And that was my first introduction to understanding macros. I was very early in the, you know, in, in my teenage years. And then here I was understanding macros. And I asked my grandma that please, I didn't want more Twinkies. I just wanted tuna. And uh, I remember that we read something on about a diet that you could lose 10 pounds in three days by drinking coffee, eating Ritz crackers and tuna. And I think one veggie, which is like sweet peas or something like that. So I would starve myself. And that's that's my approach. That's the only approach I know, guys, you know, all the way until I am an adult. So I had no system, no education whatsoever into how to have a healthy relationship with food. And I want to tell you something that it's in the book. So I'm not going to be afraid or shame to tell you this. Um, the struggle with with food was never solved. In fact, um, when I got married uh, to Tom, um, I was I was overweight and I was just desperate. I just didn't want to, you know, be like over 200 pounds. I was like 220 pounds. And I was like, I need to do something. I need to do something. And I did plastic surgery. Okay. So just to give you an idea of how far my mindset was from being submitted or being committed to a healthy approach towards food. Now, here's the problem. Throughout these cycles, you know, weight loss throughout, you know, surgery, then weight loss through pills. I would take, you know, Adipex. I would go to a doctor to to drink those pills that made me feel that I wanted to kill people. Like literally those pills would put me like I wanted to to kill somebody. Had you ever tried those uh, weight loss pills that they just uh, control your appetite? Um, the name is Adipex. It's still very, very famous. Be careful. I'm not judging here you. I'm not judging anybody here, but 
I've been there. I've been there. And, you know, I, I was miserable. But at the same time, that was the only way I would know that I would be able to control myself. I didn't have trust in my self-control. And that's willpower, guys. So when it comes to any sort of uh, struggle that you have, it's going to be really important that you raise the awareness for what is it, you know, and when you're able to call the what and you're able to identify what it is, I always believe in this, what you can see and you can name, you can heal. Um, this is from one of my favorite mentors, spiritual mentors, Peril Bertrand. She, she taught me this. She's like, if you are able to say what it is that you need to heal, you can heal it. So it's, it's that simple. It's that simple yet it's going to be complex because the thoughts and the beliefs and the patterns that you act upon, which is behavioral patterns, are there and are very, very deeply integrated in our brains. So in my recap, you know, I will never just adapt to, or adopt or take, you know, um, any permanent um, healthy lifestyle changes. Okay. So here's what happened. So got the surgery, but then got pregnant three times. Um, in the meantime, um, between Brayden and Priscilla, I discovered the shakes and I discovered P90X. I fall in love with fitness. I fall in love with how my body was responding. I was able for the very first time to be size two, but I was miserable. I was miserable because I still didn't have a good relationship with food. And the reason why I was able to carry over my weight loss and, and keep it for about three years um, until I, I, I um, Priscilla was born and I just couldn't go back. But, you know, the only way I was just keeping that weight off was just starving myself or drinking shakes. I am not sure if you are on a program where you're drinking shakes. I'm just going to tell you <laughs> six years, seven years later or 10 years later, I cannot see a freaking shake. I'm sorry. I can't. I can't, you know, and I see some people motivated. They do their shakes in the morning. They do their shakes at night. I'm sorry. I'm out. I'm going to tell you like Mr. Wonderful. I am out. <laughs> shakes, you're dead to me. That's, that's just like Mr. Wonderful says from the shark tank. Um, I love that show, by the way. Um, so what, what it needs to happen for us to break up with those patterns that are very, very hurtful right? Um, so one of the things I did was like, okay, so I, I need to really fix my relationship with food. But then I thought, okay, so I can just commit to fitness. And then, and then maybe if I'm committed to fitness, and that's how, you know, I got into CrossFit, I could just be more motivated to be engaged with new habits in relationship with food. Um, well, it didn't work out. It didn't work out because we are in Austin. We love barbecue. We love cooking. And, you know, I have no self-control. So here I am. Priscilla is six years old and I'm still trying to lose the weight I gained when I was pregnant of Priscilla. And when 2020, it was going to hit, I remember that one post I shared that I realized this is the end of a decade. I realized what the freak 
it's going to be a decade and I'm still struggling with not learning how to have a healthy relationship with food. I need to just go back and uh, be restrictive. That's the only way I know. Okay. Keep in mind, I've been doing restrictive diets for my entire life. And what I'm trying to do this time is I'm journaling, I'm reflecting, and I'm truly convincing myself using different methods to remove the patterns of the belief that I have towards food. And one of the things that keep coming to me, and this is part of one chapter of my book, is, you know, whenever you are confronted with a struggle, and again, my struggle is with uh, weight and with food. You might have a struggle with something else. I know people who want to quit smoking. And then every time when they are seeing a guided moment, they just smoke. You know, I got into smoking for about a year and I know exactly how that is. One thing that helped me like cutting in cold from smoke, uh, from smoking uh, was <laughs> I remember I saw these commercial of this woman that woke up from a hangover with a hangover. And then um, she had this uh, cup and inside of the cup, there were the ashes of the, the cigarettes. And um, I don't know if you have ever smoked, then you understand that sometimes you just, you know, you're smoking, you're drinking, and then you use like a, like a, your, your glass that you were drinking um, just, you know, as an ashtray. So uh, that like clicked me, you know, the commercial had her drinking the ashes that morning as a mouthwash. That was so disgusting. And I realized I can't, I can't keep doing this. This is just disgusting. Um, so I just called, cut it off, you know, and still um, when I was starting to cut it off, there were still moments that I was triggered, but I needed to overcome and push through by being ultra conscious about why I didn't want to keep smoking. And that's the same approach that I am doing towards uh, the diet and I'm doing towards the the eating. Okay. In the last two months, I've lost almost 25 pounds and I'm super excited about it. But at the same time, concerned because I am still working with my mindset around how can I have a better relationship with food? And this morning I clicked into this thought. It's not just having a better relationship with food, it's actually developing willpower. And that's the lesson of today. You know, you can develop willpower. And with willpower, instead of relying on motivation, willpower is what is going to help you push through when you don't feel like it. Willpower, some people have willpower because they're already disciplined. But until you get that habit, until you get your discipline at a hundred percent, you need to just get through it using willpower. And willpower is a conscious decision. So one thing that I'm going to be recommending to you, if you're trying to break up with a bad habit, make sure that you put these thought in your brain. I am building up my willpower. My willpower is built in more today than it was yesterday. And then when you recognize that, you're giving a signal to your brain that you're working towards becoming a better version of you. And you know what? That's what matters. Today is what matters. I'm waking up every day saying, I am going to win 
this day. I am going to earn another degree, even though it's a millimeter, I'm going to work, work it out so I can have a little bit more of willpower. What can you do if you have a little bit more of willpower so you don't quit? what you said that you were going to do a month ago. What can you do? How can you just have just a little bit? And here's the thing, at the end of 30 days, every single day that you put just a little bit, just a little bit, I'm not expecting perfection, just a little bit, okay? Maybe that's the only thing that you can commit for the moment or at the moment, and then you get going with your day and keep going and commit it to the process. So willpower is what it's going to happen and it's going to give you the drive to really tackle any goal. Another word I have for this concept is setting yourself to win by setting up micro goals. Okay. And I needed to do this, especially again, with my struggle with food. Um, instead of just looking at the goal um, and say, oh, I want to lose 50 pounds. That's too big. That's impossible. I convinced myself that I had been trying to lose 50 pounds six years and my body was not going to be working. Okay. So why did I convince myself? Because I gave up. Okay. I gave up because, because the goal was too big. Sometimes you are not setting goals the right way and you're setting yourself up for failing. Don't do that. This is not a test that you are getting from a teacher that wants you to fail. You are your own teacher. So create a test that you know that you will pass. In that way, that's a micro goal. In that way, you're going to set up yourself for success. And you know what? Let me tell you something. When you wake up and you step on the scale and it shows that you're losing the weight, you recover that confidence. And then the next day, it's going to be easier and easier and easier. And then we turn into a habit. I'm not there yet. I'm still in a day by day little by little micro goals. And I hope this information has helped you because it's been helping me tremendously. And uh, I just wanted to remind you that I'm writing a book, Born to be Unicorn, how to break up with yourself and have the biggest breakthroughs in life so you can conquer the greatness that you were born and you were destined to be, okay? And uh, if you are watching live, you know, leave me a comment and say I'm here or hashtag replay. If you catch this via our podcast episode, say hello. I want to know if this content was impactful for you. I'm also leaving a link where you can sign up so I can send you information on the step-by-step process towards launching our book. It's not ready yet. I'm working with pouring every single feeling and every single word that my heart puts for me. And uh, I don't want to rush the process because I know that I have a big message to share with the world. I know that my company is marketing for greatness and I share things on business, but I truly believe that the business that you are going to own and to build, it's going to be a reflection that the life that you are building. That's why mindset, it's so important. That's why a, a confident CEO needs to be a confident human being. You can't fake it. You can't fake willpower. You can't fake confidence. You can't fake positivity. You can't. That's why we need to work with those things parallel to other goals that we have. And yes, I'm cutting this one now because I have a mastermind to lead at 9 a.m. But hugs, 
thank you for being here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I don't want to leave, but I have to go. So bye, bye, bye for now. This episode of the Marketing for Greatness podcast has ended, but be sure to subscribe for more expert level marketing and sales secrets. Don't forget to visit our website, marketingforgreatness.com. The Greatness blog produces fresh content all the time. Make sure you allow notifications to get updates immediately.